This audio is brought to you by Muslim Central. Please consider donating to help cover our running costs and future projects by visiting www.muslimcentral.com forward slash donate. Alhamdulillahi wa kafa wa salatu wa salamu ala Sayyidil Mustafa sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Wa ala alihi wa ashabihi wa azwajihi wa man wala wa ba'd. فإن أصدق الحديث كتاب الله وخير الحديث حديث محمد صلى الله عليه وسلم وشر الأمور محدثاتها وكل محدثة بدعة وكل بدعة ضلالة وكل ضلالة في النار أيها الأخوة الكرام السلام عليكم ورحمة الله وبركاته uh, to my um, esteemed uh, elders and to the administrators of this prestigious institution and to the staff people and to the elder students uh, and to the most youngest ones, uh, I am very honored um, to come to an institution uh, like Darul Ulum uh, and uh, to even know that I am standing here um, in a masjid, a house of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, which is under, in transition. And so any words we say or any intentions that we make um, or any contribution which we make here standing in this honorable place, it will act for us as a sadaqatun jariyah. Uh, it will be for us also as one of the things which the Prophet ﷺ mentioned, uh, um, it will also produce, hopefully, waladun saliha, children, progeny, who will make dua for us when we pass on. So my niya for coming here today was to try to make my footprint felt to say something that may impact upon the minds of a young student or an older student because we never know who is here and I want to remind you and remind myself that among the companions of the Prophet وسلم, and Allah tells us himself of the special station which they had in the Quran Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala refers to them in this manner. He says, أَوْزُ بِاللَّهِ مِنَ الشَّيْطَانِ الرَّجِيمِ رَضِيَ اللَّهُ عَنْهُمْ وَرَضُوا عَنْ ذَلِكَ لِمَنْ خَشِيَ رَبَّهِ This is the level of the, the relationship which they established with Allah and His Messenger sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. And among those people, there was a man who was considered to be nondescript in his manner, sort of looked down upon. No one knew what talent he had, and in fact, he was sort of the kind of person we call in the English language eclectic, meaning always sort of like making a nu nuisance of himself, always following the Prophet ﷺ where he went sitting outside the house of the Prophet وسلم, uh, always sitting near him, following him, 
wanting to sleep outside his door, never wanting to leave the Prophet ﷺ, until some of the companions of the Prophet ﷺ used to tell him, why you don't leave the Prophet ﷺ alone? Why you keep bothering him? Go, go away, just stand over, go over there. But the Prophet ﷺ had special love for this person. And he, that person, and others like him, they were called Ahl Sufa. Because the Messenger of Allah, he built a special platform in his masjid for them. That man's name was Abu Huraira. This was his, his nickname. Because he used to keep small cats with him in his sleeve all the time. They gave him this name, Abu Huraira. And in reading the seerah of the Prophet ﷺ, which is always revealing, every time we read the seerah, it is revealing more for us. I discovered that this man, Abu Huraira, whose name cannot be overlooked, any page of Sahih Bukhari, any page of Sahih Muslim, of, of the Sahih Sitta, turn any page, almost, you'll find his name there. An Abi Huraira radiallahu an qala Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa like that. A man who now is known to us in this posterity, in this time, to be the most prolific relator of authentic ahadith from Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Is it? Is this correct? Only one person comes near to him among the companions of the Prophet and this was Aisha radiallahu anha. So we would think that Abu Huraira radiallahu an, that he was one of the most prominent of the companions of the Prophet Of course to us he is. No doubt. We would have thought that he would have joined the Prophet early in his life. In Mecca. And then he will stay with the Prophet ﷺ all the way up until the time the Prophet ﷺ passed away. Inna lillahi wa inna ilayhi rajiun. We would have also thought perhaps that he was one of the most preeminent people of Qur'an. And that he was prepared by the Prophet ﷺ himself to be a receptacle for hadith. We would think that, but that is not the case. Actually, Abu Huraira was only with the Prophet two and a half years. Is it two and a half or three years? Two and a half or three years. In the last part of the Hijrah, in the days of Medina. And he had a special characteristic, deficiency, which he said, it's in a well-known part of the seerah. He said one day, he came to the Messenger of Allah wasallam, and he said, Ya Rasulullah wasallam, Wallahi, I want to try to retain from you some things, but I cannot. I cannot remember anything. Just my mind cannot hold it. And the Messenger of Allah وسلم, took a shawl from around his shoulders and laid it on the ground. 
and passed his hands over this shawl, reciting some words, and he gave it to Abu Huraira, and Abu Huraira put it around him, and he said, Wallahi, after that day, I never forgot any single word from the Messenger of Allah Short period of time, a man of deficiency, a man who was considered to be a nuisance, but whom the Prophet loved, and whomsoever Allah, whomsoever the Prophet loves, Allah orders Jibreel to love, and whoever Jibreel loves, Allah loves. So Allah had special love for Abu Huraira and gave him this gift. We take another companion of the Prophet ﷺ, who was a young boy, like maybe 13, 14, 15 years old, who was the son of one of the favorite uncles of the Prophet ﷺ. And even though he was a young man, very young, like some of you here, he was soon to become the Mufti of Medina. Who are we speaking about? Ibn Abbas A man who became the Mufti in the time of Abu Bakr Siddiq, Umar ibn Khattab, Uthman ibn Affan the Khulafa. Yet this young boy, he was the Mufti. Why? Not because Abu Bakr Siddiq or Umar ibn Khattab or Uthman ibn Affan or Ali ibn Abi Talib, they could not give fatwa. They did. They gave ahkam and they gave fatwa. But they made reference to Ibn Abbas because the Messenger of Allah sallallahu alayhi wasallam gave him a special ijazah. To give fatwa. Because he knew, Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, that Allah Subhanahu Wa Ta'ala gave him a vehicle, a mind, and a heart that was so clear that whatsoever the Prophet gave to him from ahkam and from tafsir and from other things, it sat upon his mind like that and it responded like a mirror. And because the Prophet ﷺ gave him ijazah to give fatwa while he was living, when the Prophet ﷺ passed away, no one would pass any issue without asking Ibn Abbas. And I give you another example of a young man who was the son of another great companion of the Prophet ﷺ. One day the Messenger of Allah ﷺ called a young man by the name of Usama and told him, Ya Usama, today I will take you to an area where your father was martyred. I will allow your horse, I will allow the feet of your horse to walk in the place where your father was martyred. And this was a special gift the Prophet ﷺ was giving to Usama. At that age, at that time, Usama was 14, I believe, maybe 15.
the Shaykh, he will correct me. And the Prophet ﷺ took him, I think it was Tabuk or, uh, or where they fought the Jews, Jews, Khaybar, this area. And before the Prophet ﷺ passed away, he gave Usama a station. We cannot imagine how a young boy could be given this kind of station. When the Messenger of Allah passed away, I believe Usama was 16. And the Prophet appointed him as the, the Amir of the Jaysh. The Amir of the Muslim army, the commander. And it would seem impractical to most historians or academians or to biographers or to people looking from the outside to measure qualifications how could the messenger of Allah select a young boy like that over all these eminent companions Khalid ibn Walid Ubaidullah ibn Jarrah all these great companions Umar ibn Khattab how he could select them like that but the messenger of Allah is selecting always from Wahi, selecting from Wahi, something we cannot do, from what Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala inspires him with. And when Umar ibn Khattab suggested to Abu Bakr and Siddiq, Ya Abu Bakr, don't you think Umar is saying, because Umar was a pragmatist. He's always uh, analyzing things. His name was Farooq. You know, Umar, Umar ibn Khattab was called Umar al-Farooq. He was always evaluating people and things, and this was his quality. So he says to Abu Bakr Ya Abu Bakr, don't you think that we should maybe select someone who is more seasoned, more mature, more experienced, in place of Usama and he was thinking like most people think but Abu Bakr never thought like the other people thought when the Messenger of Allah made the Isra and the Mi'raj you see how the people thought but how did Abu Bakr think always Abu Bakr is thinking as Siddiq honoring the manifestation of Haq Honoring, always following, supporting, never doubting, never being pragmatist, not trying to analyze, but just sama wa ta'a. Ati Allah wa ati Rasul the man that manifested that the most was Abu Bakr Siddiq. So, how do you think that Abu Bakr he took this suggestion of Umar? He was very angry. He asked him, Ya Umar, are you asking me to reverse a decision of the Messenger of Allah wasallam? He asked him like that. Are you asking me to reverse a decision of the Messenger of Allah wasallam? Is that what you're doing? 
How dare you to even suggest something like that? The Messenger of Allah وسلم, said, there was no one better for this position except his father. This is what the Abu Bakr said. After that, Umar, he kept quiet. You know, just like he kept quiet when he said, if anybody says the Prophet is dead, I will kill him. And what did Abu Bakr tell him then? He was very intelligent, he said. Oh people, he didn't say to Umar, he said, oh people, because everyone don't want to say nothing in front of Umar. He said, oh people, look, if any one of you is worshipping Muhammad وسلم, he's dead. But if you are worshipping Allah, he is Al-Hayyul Qayyum. And he never dies. La Yamut. And Umar at that time, he also was what? Quiet. He could not say nothing. Because he knew that a person who was the emanation of Haq among the people, Siddiq, could not speak after that. So Usama, subhanallah, Usama, was the man that when the Romans who were six or seven times the size of the Muslim army, the Persians who were six or seven times the size of the Muslim army, when Usama came out with the Muslims to fight them, they thought to themselves, this small army with this young guy, subhanAllah, they said, this small army with this young guy with them, this must be just a tactic they're using. They must have a huge group of people with us to kill us. So they ran away. SubhanAllah. And to Usama that day, he was marching in front of the army as if he was like tall as this building. And he was commanding his people like he was the most eldest of all of them. And they could not believe it. This small group of Muslims and they, the Romans, and in another battle, the Persians, huge number. And in both cases, the Muslims routed them. There was not even a skirmish. SubhanAllah. Allah gave victory to Usama like that. And the Prophet him, he foresaw that. That's why he said to Usama, you brothers sitting here today, somebody among you is like Abu Bakr. I mean, some of you is like Abu Huraira. Someone here is like Abu Huraira. You will become muhaddith. You will preserve the hadith. You will become a teacher. Although your student, your fellow students is laughing at you now. They're calling you some little names now. They're saying that you can't remember nothing and you're stupid and you're this and you're that. But one of you sitting here is going to be like Abu Huraira. We don't know which one. One of you sitting here is also going to be like, what's the second companion I mentioned? Ibn Abbas. You're going to learn ahkam. And you're going to learn fiqh. You're going to become a faqih. And you, you will give hukum. And you will give judgments. And you will explain for the people of Trinidad and for other places which you will go. 
you will be young and you will be dynamic and people will marvel because Allah give that to somebody who's sitting here today and one of you will also take your knowledge but you will go to one of the battlefields of Islam and there are many and there will be more soon many battlefields for the Muslims to combat kufr and shirk and fawahish and ignorance and the enemies of Allah and the enemies of Islam and one of you will be like Usama no reference to any contemporary Usama we let me mean like Usama Ibn Zaid because this is the Usama we are concerned about today Usama Ibn Zaid so as I speak to you I'm speaking to you with a vision and I'm saying to you that I have five sons, seven daughters, and 27 grandchildren. And I'm asking Allah, as a new Muslim who came from the kufr, the dark places of the kufr. What's the name of that town the brothers told me they want to take me to the Brooklyn of Trinidad? Huh? Lavantir, yeah. This is a like this is a Hollywood. This is like a like a resort area when it comes to Brooklyn. I want to go there because this is like a cakewalk for us. If you think Lavender is something, Brooklyn, we can we can just like they're like lollipops for us. That's where I'm from, Harlem, Brooklyn. So I'm not proud from where I came from, but I thank Allah. Because Allah can reach down into the recesses, the bowels of humanity, and He can pull something out, shake it off, throw it down. And here we have a person like myself, sitting here talking to future scholars. I don't know why. What, what I deserve to be standing here talking to future scholars, and to people who are already scholars, and to a, in a place which will be one of the largest houses of worship in this country. Why I'm standing here? Only because it is the Qadr. Qadr. And I thank Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala that I want to tell you this message. Look to the future, young men. Don't look for now. Work very hard right now. Be serious. Work very hard. Laugh little. Work very hard. Don't waste your time. Keep your eyes on the prize. Keep your ear to the teacher. Let the other ones fool around. Because one of you, some few of you, will be the ones that will defend this nation. We don't know which one of you. We don't know from where the armies of Allah will come. What is the ayah? Huh? Yes. We don't know from where the armies of Allah will come, but some of them will come from you. Not armies just fighting battles in the battlefields, but armies who are fighting the battles of ideas, armies of fighting the battles of ignorance. So the ulama and the fuqaha, the students of knowledge, 
they are also from the armies of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala because those who are having the weapons and who are out losing their lives so we can rest and eat and sleep when they come back we are the ones you're the ones who have to teach and while they're out you're the ones and we're the ones who have to cultivate the knowledge and keep it flowing and this was a promise from the messenger of Allah sallallahu alaihi wasallam that the Islamic knowledge would never die. Scholars would die. But the Islamic knowledge would be preserved. Allah promised that his message, his book, the sunnah of his messenger وسلم, would be preserved. And who will preserve it? You. And I just want to give ajr. An ajr. That maybe I struck a match that lit your candle and your candle it create a huge bonfire of Islamic knowledge and so I will get ajr on the day of judgment that when my deeds or my bad deeds are looked at maybe a malaika will come and say oh Allah oh Allah he was standing one place among your servants and he was not the best of any of them but he said something that inspired one of them to become what you in wanted them to be. And maybe that deed will tear down some of those other ones. As Allah says, Yubadilullahu Sayyatihim Hasanat. This is what we're praying for. And I want to remind you of the Messenger of Allah's speech where he said, Man salaka tariqan yatlubu fihi alma sahalallahu lahu tariqan ila jannah. Aw kamaqab Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa Is this correct, Shaykh? Whosoever takes a path as you have, seeking knowledge therein, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will make easy for you the path towards Jannah. Why it will be easy? Because anyone who has a candle can find his way. But the people who have no candle, they're always stumbling, falling into things. You see? So the person who has knowledge, the path becomes open for him. It becomes lit for him. It becomes easy for him to pass through because he has the knowledge. But those who don't have the knowledge, they're bumping into things and they got to back up and start over again. They're damaging themselves and they got scars to show that. The only way they will learn is they hit something and bounce back and keep going until somebody with knowledge cuts on the light and says, Brother, you don't have to go through that. Come through this way. This is who you are. And brothers... Keep in mind that all people like myself, all the people of knowledge, the ulama, the fuqaha, the elder people, the people of taqwa, they all make dua for you. Even the Messenger of Allah وسلم, said that even the malaika in the heavens and those walking, the servants of Allah who walk the earth, and even the animals and the fish inside the sea, even the ant inside its hole, it makes dua for Talib al-Ilm. So as you are seeking knowledge, it's ibadah for you. Only way it will be broken is you commit some fawahish, some kabair. So make tawbah to Allah regularly. And remember Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala regularly. And send salawat upon the Prophet ﷺ regularly. 
and listen to your teachers and to obey your parents and make extra ibadah and to make dua for the people who give to you, your parents and the people of knowledge. Do this and you will become mukhlisin. If you become mukhlisin, then you don't have much to worry about because you will become mukhlis. Dear brothers, I'm very grateful to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to be here today to remind you of issues which some people have reminded me. And I ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala that one of my sons, who is not so religious, but they're already adults, that one of you will inspire him. And they will come back and become like one of you. And I pray to Allah that my youngest son, Abdul Hakim, who is just 16 months, that when he is of the proper age, I will bring him here. Because why should I take him someplace else? I will bring him here, inshallah. And he will come here speaking Spanish, and he will come here speaking English, and he will come here speaking Arabic already, inshallah. Because before I bring him here, he will spend six years in Mecca, inshallah. Just to get the language and to become familiar with Mecca. Because he made tawaf when he was just 13 months, crawling around the haram. So I know he has a love for haram. He did it on his own. He just saw the people moving, he crawled with them. So I will bring him, inshallah, to Darul Uloom, inshallah. So he can memorize Quran, and that he can memorize hadith and seerah and fiqh. See, underqualified people in a good, clean environment. And maybe Abdul Hakim will be the son, or one of my grandsons will be the one who will achieve what I could not achieve. And if Abdul Hakim is not the one, or one of my grandsons is not the one, make dua for me, and one of you will be the ones who will achieve what I could not achieve. I ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to make me a partner in Dar Ulum. You know, where he says, Make me a partner like that, in that business. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala join our hearts together. Create love, create a love for me, for you. And a love from you, for me. And a love for us, for Rasulullah wasallam. Because whomsoever loves each other only for the sake of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, then special guarantees have been given by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala for that. You know in the hadith al-Qudasi, Aynal mutahabuna bi jalali, al-yawma udhilluhum la dhilla illa dhilli. Who are those who love each other only for the sake of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala? This day, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, I will give them shade on a day there will be no shade except my shade. We ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to cause you to be a nur for Trinidad. We ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to cause you to be a guidance for the future generations. We ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala that this masjid, that it will be expanded that it will be full immediately and that it will be expanded. And not only it will be full on Jum'ah, but it will be full at Fajr, it will be full at Salatul Isha, and it will be full for Qiyam al-Layl. This is what we pray. Because when the masjids come back like that, 
then the earth will come back under our feet, belonging to us. When Allah sends the earth back, belonging to us, everything on the earth will be under our command. But if the earth is not under us like that, why should the rest of the earth be under our command? No, we are under its command. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala bless you brothers and bless your teachers and bless the institution and the founders of this institution. And we should make dua for them every day because we would not be here except that they had a vision and they made the sacrifice. Subhanakallahumma bihamdik wa nashadu an la ilaha illa anta wa nastaghfiruk wa natubu alayk. Wassalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuhu.